jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, LJ Salves and Eric Franson on a Thursday, February 20th. We are making our way down the tracks towards the end of February, getting you ready for March. Down Madness. the tracks? Choo-choo! Okay, that's a slow train. See, that's January. Okay, this is a freight train. This is February. February freight train. Whoa. Yes. Wow, some alliteration going on. Do you like that? Yeah. Hey, you like that? I, it's I new too. from you. Came up with it uh, by myself. So one of my rap lyrics I have that I do. I'm not going to rap for you right now because uh, everything I do rap is usually explicit content, even for Mr. Cuss's ears, a.k.a. Adam the Intern. Got to be careful how you speak around his precious ears. Hey, we had a very, uh, well, I had a very, what would you call it? Critique conversation with uh, Adam the Intern, Gabby the Intern, and Rod. About our show. And Rod kind of laid it on me pretty thick. About what he thinks. It was interesting. It was it was humbling. To say the least. Some good critiques? Uh, I don't know if they're good. Well, okay. They're good. But they're also... It's not like the most positive reviews. I mean, we aren't the Dark Knight here. Okay? We're more like Mary Poppins. Or Toy Story 4. Okay. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. You haven't? No. Okay. So, is that sad? Yeah, it is a little bit. Is that I an mean, injustice? Rod's a guy who probably would love it because it is there's sadness to it. <laughs> oh, God. Come on. <laughs> hey, Ajay, we have uh, some really interesting things on the show today. Yeah, one of them popped up today. I, I figure we need to change the subject. <laughs> there was some Region 11... Basketball last night for girls basketball. Yes. Good night for Region 11. Yes. By the way. Uh, Utah State basketball, men's basketball, they were in action. Nice win. Um, I, I didn't I didn't watch uh, Scott Van Pelt last night. Was I supposed to? What happened? Well, I just I wonder if he would have included the ending of that game in his bad beats segment. Oh. Utah State was favored by 20 and a half. They were... They were above that. They were up by 23. Then Wyoming comes down and hits a three-point shot with 10 seconds to go, and the game ends, and Utah State wins by 20. So if you took the under, anyway, a little betting discussion <laughs> there. Not that we're encouraging it or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I love how you like immediately defend it. <laughs> Not that we're throwing it out there. For things like the endings like that usually make it onto his show. So, uh, I didn't see it. If you did, if he did include it, uh, let us know. Text us in four three five three three nine zero three two one. Yep, four three five three three nine zero three two one. Really interesting story that you found in the Wall Street Journal. You heard about this. This was coming. You had heard some things that this was brewing, and Murmurings. then it was it was released today. And you reached out to the reporter, the the story's um, author. And we're going to talk to her a little bit later on in the show. So you don't want to miss this really, really interesting stuff. The ball track, the shot tracker basketballs have, have, were thought to be something of 
deep analytics that are going to reveal a lot of information that could be productive for coaches and players alike. Instead, we are getting, uh, well, the shot, the basketball is getting negative reviews in so much that one school has it out for the basketball itself. Uh, And Lane Higgins, who's a sports writer for the Wall Street Journal, uh, did a pre-recording interview with us, and you'll hear that at 5.30 tonight here on the Full Court Press about how the article came to be, uh, how what the responses has been like, especially from one certain individual who is hierarchy up on the list right now in regards to Mount West Conference players, and uh, how his school is reacting as well. Well, yeah, how his school is reacting. They made a bit of a stink about it, and they've been a very successful team. So should another team that had some troubles with it, should they have also made a little bit more of a stink about it? And it will flash us back to an interview we had about a month ago about from a certain individual who saw this coming, who knew it was coming, and who voiced his... The concerns it, about it because the school is unhappy. Right, it was clearly a topic of discussion <laughs> at that school and in that community, and now the Wall Street Journal is shedding a brighter light on it. it really, really good stuff. Again, 5 o'clock hour, you don't want to miss it. We'll also, don't forget, and don't worry, we'll recap the Utah State 78-58 win over the Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, Craig Smith gets to 50 wins quicker than any coach in men's basketball history, as he does it in 64 games. He's now, in two years, 50 and 14. Enjoy it while it lasts, because it may not last much longer. I'll tell you that right now. Why, it's, do you know something we don't know? No, I'm just it's speaking for What are you pure, trying to say, AJ? No, pure speculation. What do you know? Stop it, Eric. Inquiring minds want no, to know. Eric, there are people listening. Stop it. That was pure speculation. Well, I know. That's why pure I'm trying to give an answer for them. It is pure speculation. You're trying to say, look, enjoy it while it lasts because it's short-lived. Well, yeah, you know, because like, you know what? Well, Utah State, we lose everybody. Freaking Elmo comes and bees our mascot. He's like, nope, I'm taking a bigger pay raise at Sesame Street. And then Mickey Mouse comes, and he then he gets a pay raise from Disney. And you know what? Gary Anderson you comes. Know what? He goes to Wisconsin, comes back. Matt Wells Great. goes to Texas Tech. Great. I've stood on this soapbox before. I'll stand on it again. Good for you. Awesome. We should all be happy and excited because there's too much of this fatalist attitude around here where, oh, we're not going to be able to have him much longer. He's going to leave. Oh, Jordan Love's really good. He's going to leave early for the NFL, or he'll transfer away somewhere. Oh, yeah, we can't succeed because they're just going to go off to bigger things, which I get it. It's a reality of where Utah State is in the pecking order of athletics. But let's enjoy it. Let's celebrate the success now. And then when they move on, hope for someone that can carry the torch and continue the success. Uh, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Why, why are we getting all like, oh, man. Oh, Craig Smith's going to leave us. Oh, he's such a good coach, but oh, he's not going to be here very long. Gosh, you know, he's doing great things while he's here. Let's celebrate what he's doing right now. And we can remember with fondness what he did at Utah State. Uh, we've got, Eric, some breaking news. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this related to our discussion? Uh, no, it's not. But it is breaking news. Breaking news, everybody. (laughs) That's very dramatic. Kyrie Irving was expected to be out for tonight's game. Instead, he will miss the remainder of the season as he's going to get surgery 
uh, on his shoulder. And uh, again, he'll miss he'll miss remaining second half of the basketball season for the Brooklyn Nets. Well, good for him. Him and Kevin Durant can go out and get a burger and then argue with each other on Twitter. Also, news today that um, uh, Damian Lillard with the Portland Trailblazers. He will likely miss an additional three to four games as he recovers from his injury. That's and does, here, that, does that effectively kill their chances of making so, the playoffs? And I know we're going to get in Utah Jazz basketball here in a little bit. Adam, the intern, did some incredible research, really, really good research for us in looking at the Utah Jazz schedule. And I think this nearly puts them in rest from making the playoffs. I because if you lose three to four games, and, and Adam, the intern, you can correct me if I'm wrong. If you lose three to four games here in the uh, in the Mountain West Conference, it's it's almost goodbye. In the like, Western Conference, you mean? Yeah, in the Western Conference. Sorry, if you miss three, the Western if you Conference lose in the mountains. Three to gosh, Eric, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> if you lose three to four games straight in the Western Conference, you're out, and it's hard to get back in. I mean, am I wrong here, Adam? Um, no, you're not wrong. Uh, especially if you dug yourself in a hole as like Portland has. You're not wrong. I don't know what's going on with this mic. Did you have his mic turned on? Yeah, well, yeah, I do, I do I have his mic turned Oh, wait, hold on. That's the wrong mic. <laughs> I can see from this side of the board that you're not. Shut it, Eric. Stay out of it. Well, I mean, it's, it, how many games left for most team? About 29, 30? Am I good now? Am I on? Yeah, I can hear you great All right, now. That's awesome. Yeah, so you got about 29, 28 games, depending on how your schedule worked out. And especially especially this late in the season, it's once you get after the All-Star break, that's when teams start kicking it in gear. And if you start to lose games that you're supposed to win, that's where it really shoots you in the foot because then other teams are starting to try. They're trying to make that last-minute push, things like that. And teams like Portland, where they kind of fluked out the beginning of the season, uh, yeah, they just... It doesn't work. I mean, the Utah Jazz are probably going to lose three or four games from here to the to the end of the season. But it, well, what's going on on the other side? Over the- Why are you yelling at me? Continue with your thought. <laughs> Both Adam and I are like, you know, like, I'm, I'm trying to have a productive. It's like he's sucking here. on sour lemons over there. Or Seriously, something. you okay, man? Grow up. You have a stroke. You having a stroke? <laughs> No, look, I, I, you're right. A, a team like Utah Jazz, they can afford to lose three or four games here and there. Obviously, you don't want to lose them in bunches. But a team like Portland, who's fighting for every little chance to still be in the hunt, that's a big blow for for a team like that. Oh, yeah, that's that's going to be killer. And I don't think that helps them. I don't think they make the playoffs this year with that. Yeah, that is tough. I mean, he's your leading scorer. He's your leader in guard. I mean, he's your leader on the court. No way do they make up ground if you miss three to four games. No yeah. way. Now, there's a chance, a small chance, albeit, but they win three out of four. If they win three out of four when he comes back, they are very much in this. Oh, yeah, for sure. But they got to win three out of four. So, and that's I mean, asking a lot. Exactly, exactly, especially we'll, in the West. We'll get into more Utah Jazz talk here in a little bit. Uh, we also got pick six today. Yes. Which I have not wrote down any lines at all whatsoever. You want to see my line? I'm going to show you my lines. Yeah, I want to see yours. Okay, oh, unfold the paper. You've been playing tic-tac-toe this whole time? <laughs> what the crap is your problem? Those are my lines. 
<laughs> you haven't. Oh man, shame on you. Shame on you. Uh, we we got Utah Jazz basketball to, uh, talk about tonight. We've got uh, pick six. We've got Utah State basketball. Uh. We've got Region 11 girls basketball, which was what I want to kick off with first because last night, good night for Region 11, Eric. Yeah, man, hand it to Bear River. Dominating performance. Of course, they're playing one of the worst teams in girls basketball. That's not their fault, though. No, Ben Loman is the 21st-ranked team, so they're right there at the bottom. But Bear River taking care of business. 48-24, uh, to 24, they double them up, so they advance. And guess what, Ajay? In the mm. second round, we're going to have two Region 11 rematches. Two. So it'll be Bear River versus Green Canyon Saturday at 2 o'clock. Remember, that's at 2 o'clock on Saturday for the girls. It's been moved up. Uh, the other Region 11 rematch is Skyview at Logan Saturday. That's going to be at 7. But uh, the other game that happened last night in Hiram, close game this one was, but give it out to uh, Mountain Crest beating Tooele 45-39 to it was a close battle back and forth. Mountain Crest has struggled just like the boys. They hadn't won a region game. So basically, they went into this game on like a 12-game losing streak. But it were able to put some things together to beat Tula. They advance, and they get the, the great honor of having to play the number one team in oh, girls basketball. Cedar at Cedar, huh? They're at Cedar Saturday. So, hey, you know, maybe a little shot of uh, momentum there going for the Mustangs. And uh, go down and uh, knock off the number one team in uh, in Cedar. But uh, the other game is going to be taking place of note on Saturday. That's Ridgeline on um, on Saturday night. They play Canyon View. So the second time in a week that a team from Canyon View is making the trip up to Cache Valley. Logan took care of Canyon View and boys on Tuesday night. So uh, Ridgeline will face Canyon View on Saturday. So again, that is Cedar uh, hosting Mountain Crest on uh, on Saturday at 7 p.m. Bear River will be at Green Canyon. That's at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Everybody, Skyview Logan at Logan 7 p.m. And then of course Ridgeline, highest seed coming out of Region 11. They are the two. They'll get uh, they'll get the chance to host Canyon View Saturday night at 7 p.m. I don't like Region 11 teams having to play each other in the second round. You know what? It, it mix it up. It's the nature of. This RPI, it's one through twenty-one, and wherever you but are, but it's not random. It's where you are, no, it's, it's not at, random. Sure, it is. No, it's, it's not. All, it's all based it's on not statistics random. and numbers and wins and losses. Who you played, the, and who the they committee played. Puts the bracket together and says, "Oh, let's do this and this and this." No, they don't massage it. They yeah, can. they do. It's one through twenty-one. They, I know, but if you're they, one through ten, it's the first round by. They pick because it used to be where Region 4 9 seed versus Region 11 2 seed. Region That's how it 4, used to be. It's not and, how and it is now anymore. it's where the committee can pick matchups to favor no, certain teams. No, the committee has nothing. To, they don't massage they, this. I feel like they are favoring certain teams to get an advantage. And they're trying how do you to screw do that? over Region 11. How do you do that? You manufacture a score? You manufacture no, a win loss No, because they record? have the RPI, man. They they look at the RPI and they're able to by put together the bracket. <laughs> no. No, it's all numbers. It's all based on who you played, who they played, what your wins and losses were. And it's all it it's human factor is totally eliminated from Is this. it? Yes. I wish we had the for sure answer on that. I'm starting to question it though. This is bad. Bear River Green Canyon and Skyview Logan gotta face each other again. Well, you have two region round. eleven rematches in girls, and you have at least one. 
Um, no, excuse me. You have two for the boys too, because because Logan beat Canyon View. They're going to play Skyview on on Friday. But you also have Bear River. No, excuse me. They're at Hurricane. I got that wrong. But you have at least one rematch for uh, in the boys, and you have two in the girls. So, but it's all based on RPI. It's all laid out. What you did during the season. Bull. I just want to know, like, I mean, what was what was more rigged, the BCS computers, or actually, no way, college football playoff or this? Oh, uh, don't go there. I'm going there. And boys basketball, just a reminder: Skyview and Logan at Skyview on uh, Friday night. That's at seven o'clock. Bear River will head down to St. George to face Hurricane. That is on Friday night at seven o'clock. Green Canyon as a ten seed, a dangerous ten seed, nonetheless, will head to Stansbury. At 7 p.m. as well. And Ridgeline will host Cedar Valley at 7 p.m. Uh, I like Ridgeline's chances to get deep in the scene. I, and I even might say, I think Green Canyon can beat Stansbury. Face Dixie again at the D Event Center in Weaver State. Neutral court. So Canyon's got to travel. Or Dixie will have to travel. I like Green Canyon's chances. I mean, you really could see a... A semifinal matchup of Green Canyon and Ridgeline, and on the other side, Skyview versus whoever comes out from that side. Bear River won't. I don't think Bear River gets past. You don't think Bear River gets past Hurricane? I don't, man. That trip does. I mean, that's a long trip to take, and sometimes it does mental wear on you. I'd like to see Bear River in it. I'd love to see a Bear River Skyview matchup. That would be delicious. A rematch of the 4A state championship from just a year ago with two really good scores and Mark Huber and Mason Faltzov matching up again. Love it. I don't think we will see it, though. If I'm wrong, I will be the first to admit it. The absolute first to admit it. That game would, by the way, if they were to play each other, would be at 11.10 a.m. at the D Event Center on Friday, February. No, excuse me. Thursday. Thursday. Right, so the the state playoffs are going to be at Weber State University next week. Well, we're already in the playoffs, but the three-game tournaments will be at uh, Weber State. Games will be played throughout the day on Thursday, then the advance will be on Friday, and then the championship games will be on Saturday. Hmm. Uh, For the girls, the championship will will be at 11 a.m. For the boys, it'll be at 1.30 p.m. So hopefully we have a couple teams uh, involved in that. And if so, we'll have them on the radio. It's always fun to have that, like that, be able to have those games air on our radio station. Don't forget, speaking of airing on our radio station, also, and as is will, air on our radio station will be the March Madness Tournament. Coming up here in March, uh, you'll hear all the games. Wall-to-wall coverage. Yeah, It'll and, be awesome. And then in between bits and commercial breaks, when we get a chance in studio breaks, Eric and I will jump in. We'll share thoughts of what we've seen so far. Uh, we'll share our thoughts on upsets. We'll share our thoughts on what the brackets look like. We'll share our thoughts on uh, what we might see coming down the stretch. You'll hear morning games, afternoon games, and, of course, the evening session as well. You'll hear it all here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan, every single, uh, what would you call it? every single bracket of games. You'll hear the 64. The You'll hear the, the uh, play-in games, which, by the way, as of right now, Utah State according to Joe Linardi, is a playing game in Dayton, Ohio on a Tuesday night. You would hear that game here on 106.9 The Fan. You'll hear both those games, which means they'll eliminate us from our show. You'll still get pregame from Al Lewis. Uh, you'll get postgame from Al Lewis as well. 
Uh, and then on Thursday, you'll hear the 64, you'll hear the 32, you'll hear the 16, 8, 4, and of course, the National Championship on Monday night. Uh, Eric, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll talk Utah Jazz basketball. To cap off the hour, we'll talk uh, pick six. And then we will call it a hour and get you ready for Utah State basketball session all five o'clock hour coming up. Yeah, really, really interesting interview that we've got coming up at about uh, five thirty. So stick around. Uh, Wall Street Journal sports reporter did a deep dive on shooting percentages in the Mountain West and why perhaps Utah State struggled early in their season in Mountain West play and. May not be because of injuries, may not be because of illness, though those are certainly factors that have to be considered, but it could be an equipment issue. So could an equipment issue be what keeps Brock potentially Miller from, keeps Utah State out of being an at large team? Or Brock Miller from hitting a wide open three. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm just putting it out there. It's all on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press. Adam, the intern, Eric France, and Ajay Salveson here on 106 on FM 1390 AM, The Fan. Grateful to have you joining us here on a Thursday. We get you ready for a Friday coming up. It's uh, a weekend of freedom as the Aggies will have the weekend off. They'll get ready for San Jose State on Tuesday night, 9 p.m. on ESPN, where it'll be senior night to honor Diego Brito and Sam Merrill. Can I just say something real quick? Yeah, shoot. I don't know who's putting things together for the Associated Press, but I keep a very close eye on these things, part of the day job. But they have been consistently saying senior leaders, and then they'll say USU seniors, Sam Merrill, Diogo Brito, and Justin Bean, and then dot, 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 whatever. They've been doing this like the last two weeks. Justin Bean is not a senior. He's a sophomore. Goodness sakes! You Associated know, Press. While we're at it, can I can I just run that organization? Can over I there? get something off my chest? Twelve or seven years ago, on a very chilly day here at Cash Valley Radio, I was wandering through my or to my spot at my desk. I looked to my right <laughs> on a day where the wind was blowing eight miles per hour north northeast. Oh, this is very specific. And it was uh, partly cloudy. And I saw that your Facebook was open. My Facebook? Your Facebook was open. So I decided to type a very kind message about myself. (laughs) Nothing vulgar, nothing inappropriate, nothing dirty. It was just a simple, nice message about how much you appreciated me. Well, you came into the office and saw it and were uh, just, let's say, PO'd. And oh, let me have it. I wasn't you that hard on you. You chewed me a new one. No, I you did not. You shredded my diaper for no reason at all and, and just lit me up. All right? And so then I felt bad about myself. I felt bad about my job. I felt bad about life. I felt bad about Facebook. All right? And so I, and I felt bad. Seven years I felt bad, Eric. So I get on here and I, I'm like, oh, Eric's Twitter account open. Let's go here. Log out? Would you like to log out? Yes, I would like to log out. <laughs> and then I log into my Twitter account. And I, I scroll through and I thought I saw something. I was like, wait a minute, what is that? Hold on. 
I skim by it because I'm like, I'm busy. I'm on a radio show. Then I get a notification. Retweet of you, RJ, from Eric, saying choo-choo. Choo-choo? It says choo-choo. Eric, what? Okay, you are the New York Yankees, and I'm the Houston Astros. You've been committing this crime, okay, and you're going to get away with it. No penalties. I commit it, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh my gosh, the world's coming to an end. What? I don't know Social what you're talking media about. is blowing up. And all I put was a nice little message. So it told me two things. One, don't touch Eric's social media. <laughs> two, Eric doesn't like you, RJ, because <laughs> no. he deleted the post. I didn't, I didn't delete the you post. You deleted the post. It did, too. Because oh. I went back the next day and it was gone. So, turnabout's fair play. <laughs> How the turntables well, have turned. You started the show with this whole uh, train reference stuff, so... I was retweeting that you were excited about. So wait, 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 time out. You can mock at my excitement, but I can't type a nice Facebook post about your friend. I guess we weren't friends yet at the time. I was an eager, I was an eager individual that you compare me to that we will not mention on air. I wasn't going to go there. Yes, you were. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> IJ, we we have limited time with Adam the intern. Yeah, that's his fault. He's busy. He's on. He's got a date tonight. Actually, he doesn't look like he's well. Looks like he's recovering from something. Wait, what happened to him? What do you happen to you? You just you listen to his voice at all today? I mean, I try not to, but yeah, I don't notice any difference. I really don't. Is he okay? What happened? No, I'm good. I'm serious. You're good. I'm good. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm doing good. Sounded right, like you were a little under the weather. Well, you know. Give a it date. Is, it is winter in Utah. So we, you have yeah, a date tonight. No, actually, I don't. You don't? Nope. So, but you got to leave early. I do got to leave early. Your mom picking you up? No, I'm driving. I, I have a license. How neat is that? <laughs> that, is, that is neat. What are your plans tonight, Adam, the intern? Uh, let's see. So at 5 o'clock, yeah. I've got a church ball game. Oh, my. We're, you're... Priorities, uh, Jay. No. Okay. No one wants to see his team score 22 points. That's why he's Don in the Donovan jersey tonight. Yeah, well, it's not working. You're cursing it. What are you talking about, You're man? Bra- You're ruining his career by wearing that. No, it's not ruining. I'm supporting. It's free advertising for him, man. <laughs> he's got enough free <laughs> advertising going on right now, dude. Like he's me got enough free advertising from little going people on. Like Adam the Whatever. Intern. We support you, Donovan. We're here for you. <laughs> Until you suck, and then we're done. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll trade you. Welcome to capitalism. It's awesome. All right, let's get through our pick six, shall we? Let's keep this thing moving along. All right, wait. We need the music, don't we? Hold on. Oh, my word. Don't oh my word me, mister. I hack into accounts and type something on someone else's account. Don't you dare. Can you you make it good music? Uh, What's good music? I don't know. Something... Not the "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" theme song. Man, you're the other. You're the second intern to say that. <laughs> must, must be a theme. <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Ah, oh, crap! There's an ad in two seconds. Okay, hey, I want everybody to raise your hand if you're sick of ads. Oh, and that's just Chipotle. I mean, I can't say that on air unless it's I can't. Good food. I can't raise sponsor. my hand because I don't know how we uh, have jobs if we don't have ads. 
Okay, okay, I wasn't dissing. Don't. Don't you dare get me you in trouble. You just went there. Don't you dare How get do me in trouble. How do we turn the lights on? No, I don't want... How do we even get the board to turn I don't want someone who will leave nameless, come down from the hallway, sprinting, telling me that I'm dissing on our sponsor. How do you go I'm home not. and get Mama a new pair of shoes if, we, if you're dissing on ads? Mama's going to get her own pair of shoes. <laughs> get her own high heels. All right, Adam the intern, take it over, my man. All righty, let's start out with James Harden three-pointers attempted and the line is set at 13 and a half versus Utah versus Saturday night okay I was gonna say in which game okay all right versus Utah 13 and a half 13 and a half and this is just attempted not made I'm gonna take the under I'll take the under all right then we got Rudy Gobert rebounds versus the Spurs and the line is set at 12 and a half there's a bird in there. So do I go first on all of yours, and then you go first on all of mine? Yeah. Is that how we do this? Yeah. Okay. That's how so we've always done it. Rebounds I don't know why I right against now, the Spurs at 12 and a half? Yep. Over um, under. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over. All right. Then we got Donovan Mitchell points against the Spurs, and the line is set at 31 and a half. Over, under. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. Sorry, guys. Trying to keep up here. All right. Now we got... Uh, now let's move to the XFL. We got Roughnecks versus Vipers. <laughs> you have I no idea what you're talking about. No, here, do you? I, I don't. No, not at all. No, not you. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Eric. Oh, oh, you I, do. I don't either. So the line is set at six and a half. I don't know what's that. For what the Roughnecks. For the Roughnecks, yeah. Uh, say the line again. All right, Roughnecks versus the Vipers, and the Roughnecks by six and a half. Over or under. Over. I also am gonna go over. All right, and we got Mike Conley points versus Houston, and the line is set at eighteen and a half. <laughs> over under. <laughs> under. I'm going over. Hi, Drugs. How are you, friend? He's averaged almost 21 points a game in those last five. Yeah, against... Happening. Against good teams. Don't get me against whatever. <laughs> Under. All right. Well, I don't agree with that, but whatever. Okay, next we got Hamilton points at San Diego State. The line is set at 18 and a half. Say that line again. Hamilton points at San Diego State. Line set at 18 and a half. Who's Hamilton? Plays for UNLV. 18 and a half? 18 and a half. Under. I'm going to go over. Can I go over? Nope. Nope, too late. Why not? I saw him write it down. It's an ink. Yeah, but it does. it's not posted. Every week we have this debate. I know, and every week you change you wait it. wait for me to say what I'm no, going to say, and then I, you change your no, mind. No, I just, I thought about it a little bit harder, and I decided I want to go over. If you can tell me his first name, I'll let you change it. It's not Richard. <laughs> it's Rip. <laughs> Hamilton? Hold on. Give me nah, a second. No, no. <laughs> um, it's uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Bryce? Yes, this is Bryce, it? actually. 
Nice. Oh, I guess he's allowed to change it now. You want the over? Uh, let me think here. Yeah, no. We're going to go under. All right. Okay. Smart decision. Okay. I'll call you later tonight if I need to change it, though. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Do we have a tiebreaker? Yes, we do have a tiebreaker. So the tiebreaker will be Utah at... No. It's Utah at San Antonio, right? Or no, we at San Antonio no, at Utah. San Antonio is in Salt Lake City. All right. So give me the score to that game. Close to score win. All right, I'm, I go first. Sure. You go first. Sure. No, you go first. Yeah, let's have Ajay go first. Oh. So then you can hear mine and then change yours mm -hmm. if you want to. So you go first, then I'll go, and then I'll give you time to change your your score. Because I feel bad about your choo-choo train. 105-88 Utah. What does that look for? Is that too much? What do you think? All right, my score. I'm going to say Jazz 112, San Antonio 105. All righty. Hey, so we were talking about Mike Conley. You think 18 and a half is doable for Mike Conley versus the Spurs? Oh, yeah, for sure. Give us your thoughts. I really think Mike Conley's figured it out. Over the past few games before the All-Star break, he kind of got his mojo back. He was kind of playing, I guess, jazz basketball. It mm -hmm. wasn't Mike Conley basketball. He was kind of playing inside the system. And I don't know if it's Quinn Snyder or if it just finally clicked with Mike Conley, but I think he's figured it out. And I think some of the rotation that the Jazz did before the All-Star break, where it's having... Um, Mike Conley play with some of the bench players instead of Donovan Mitchell. Having that substitution instead of what has happened before. I think that helps a lot because then you get Jordan Clarkson because, you know, obviously he's a dead eye from the three-point line. And so then that just spaces out the floor and that serves Mike Conley just great. Back-to-back -back home games, Spurs, Rockets, do they get both? Adam the intern? Yes. Yep. I, I, yeah, I think, I think Gobert has you. a feast at the Rockets. I like that, especially with no Capella. That's oh, right. Yeah, for sure. Can't forget that. Yep. And in the intern, thanks for your time. Good luck at your church ball game. Try to score over 23 points as a team. That is your goal. All right. Let us know how it goes. We'll see what we can do. And in the intern, thank you so much, my man. No problem. Mike right. only scored 20 points last time the Jazz played the Houston Rockets in Houston. I don't see him doing it against San Antonio, though. DeMar DeRozan is, yeah. Well, the line was set for or Houston. Patty Mills. Oh, was set for Houston? Yes. Yeah, he's going to get that, then. Can I change that to over? <laughs> no! You said Spurs. It's written in clear ink. I heard it. Adam, the intern, spoke very clearly, very eloquently. He said Spurs. It's in ink. It's already done. That's unfair. All right, more of the Full Court Press coming up. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and LJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. 441 your time here on a Thursday, February 20th. Choo-choo! You really... Okay... You broke a rule, all right? And I'm being nice to you. I'm not yelling at you like you yelled at me. I didn't yell at you. You made me feel bad. You made me feel bad about a lot of things. 
I think I may have been a little aggressive on some of my pick six things. You were aggressive on me too, and I wait. Hold on. You were aggressive towards me. So the Utah Jazz play tomorrow. The NBA does pick up again tonight. There's a few games going on tonight, but then everybody is in action by tomorrow night. Utah Jazz have 29 games left on the regular schedule. 17 of those are at home. 12 are on the road. The Jazz schedule, really to this point, Ajay, it's been really screwy. Earlier in the year, it was tough because they're playing tough teams. They had a brutal road trips. Uh, after one after another, and then they come home and they have this huge slate of games against really soft competition. And then over the last ten games, they've been really tough competition again. So some uh, publications out there are saying it's really hard to get a read on who this Jazz team really is. Mm-hmm. But let's look at what we have left of the regular season: seventeen home games, twelve games on the road. 13, thanks again to Adam, the intern, for doing some research on this for us. Uh, Of those 29 remaining games, 13 are playoff teams. And most of them are in the West. 10 are in the West, three Eastern Conference playoff-bound teams. So, Ajay, when you look at this schedule, how do you think the Jazz come come through this? 29 games left. What's What's their record in those 29 games? Uh, fair question to ask. You know, it, it's interesting. With this Jazz team, there's always, you know, they're always in the running for that four seed. And a couple of years, in the last 10 years, a couple of years have been a race for a two seed. But then have fallen apart at the end versus teams that they should be beat easily. Do you remember? I think it was, Eric, refresh my memory here. I think it was 08 or 09 when all they had to do is beat the lowly Phoenix Suns and the lowly Golden State Warriors back to back, and they would secure the number two seed. They lost both those games, dropped to the four, had to play the Lakers in the second round, and lost three games to one, four games to one. Uh, where and they beat? I mean, the the Golden State team was not the one of those seven. It was a team with uh, with Jason Richardson, no Baron Davis, uh, no David Lee. It was a totally different team at the moment, and they dropped it. And then they they got blown out at home by Phoenix, just throttled. I think my twenty three. The Jazz are capable of getting to that three seed. Capable of reaching out at number two. But I feel like we always see a Jekyll and Hyde Jazz team towards the end of the stretch. In the 29 games, I'm going to say 16 and 13. Ooh, that's not good at all. No, it's not. And it's brutal and it's harsh. But I just feel like I've seen this Jazz team so many times where I've had my hopes up and I've seen them fall apart. And they have 17 home, 12 away, as you already mentioned. 13 of those games, Eric, are versus playoff teams. The Jazz during this stretch are right now at what? Six and five? Is that right? Where are we at right now? Yep. During this six and five? With Houston and San Antonio back to back. I think we, I'd like to say we'd sweep that, uh, that little split right there, as, as Adam thinks they will. I'm not as confident. I'm a little worried here. I mean, you split that, you beat Phoenix, but you lose to Boston at home. And then you got Washington to cap off that stretch way back from January. And I I, I don't know if they get Boston or Washington. I, I just don't I don't know. See, I look at this the twenty nine remaining games and you know, seventeen are home. Jazz are a good home team. Um there there are some 
Now, there are 15 teams that Utah will face that have an above 500 record at this point. They do have five back-to-back games, which, as we mentioned, one of those series is coming up this weekend. But I am a little more optimistic. I, I think that this team is playing some really good basketball. I think they've gone through something. I don't know exactly all that was going on, but they've rediscovered their toughness. I think they've rediscovered some rotations. They've rediscovered Mike Connolly. And I'm not going to be you know, drinking the <laughs> the Kool-Aid with rose-colored glasses and be that guy that says they're just going to roll through everything. They're going to make some. They're going to drop some games. They're playing some really tough teams. They play the Lakers twice um, on you know, March March 16th and March 18th. Basically, a back to back. They play San Antonio, kind of a similar situation on March 22nd and March 24th. So they have these little mini playoff previews, if you will. But I like the Jazz. I'm a little more optimistic than you are. I like the Jazz going 19 and 10. Uh, I, I think that there's some games here and there that they're going to lose. I don't know if they're going to have a clump of four games in a row where they lose, but I think there's going to be a couple here and there over the next 29 that get away from them because they're going to play some really good teams, some of the best in the NBA. But I like where the Jazz are at. Will they hold on to that number four spot? Can they move up to a three or a two? That's what's also going to be challenging. Houston has the seventh easiest schedule to close out the regular season. So I think you're going to see the Rockets really make a move. But that is the big question is if that five-out system going small ball is really going to be sustainable for them or not. So far, the way it's being projected out, it looks like it really is. And having um, Russell Westbrook playing without a center has helped his game tremendously because he can attack the rim. And everybody else can handle the outside shooting. So it's been a really interesting experiment for Houston. It's starting to work, starting to gain some momentum, but it, the question is, is it sustainable? I don't think that it is. Do you bring up a great point right now? And this is kind of the and you actually lead into my next subject on this topic, and that's how do we get there, Eric? How do the Jazz get from where they are to where they want to be, which is a four? I guess if I guess you stay at the four, if you want to get to three or two. Let's break it down really quickly. What needs to happen? Is there is there switches in the lineups that you want to see? Is there more minutes being given to another player that you want to see? Less minutes taken from a player that you would like to see. On more, I guess not a player that you would not want to see on on the floor, more so on the bench. Let's let's, so let's start with this. Who do you feel like, or what should the starting lineup be like for the remainder of the twenty nine games? Well, Rudy, you start. Well, he's your foundation. As exciting as Donovan Mitchell is, Rudy is the foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Donovan is number two. I think Mike Connolly is in there. I think um, this is where I start to, to waffle a little bit on the next part of it. Because I think Joe Ingles in the starting five, the Jazz have been far more effective. Um, and then I... Boy... You have to put Boyan as your as your other guy. So I'm with you. So I have to put. I think I think the Jazz are more effective with with Joe Ingles in the starting lineup and having Royce O'Neal coming off the bench. Are you worried that too much pressure is being put on Jordan Clarkson to be the scorer coming off the bench? I don't think he feels any pressure. Yeah, I, I think that guy has free reign. He's got a green light. He's playing loose, playing free, and I, I don't think he has pressure. 
Uh, Quinn Snyder is not putting pressure on him. He's going out there and balling, having fun. Defensively for the Utah Jazz, it looks like Rudy Gobert has is, is got that swag back in him. He had a great all-star game. We'll see if it transfers to the, here the remaining of the 29 games. Does Rudy Gobert win the Defensive Player of the Year award? I think these 29 games are going to determine that. that. Because I think Joel Embiid's coming at him. I think Giannis is in the mix. I don't think uh, Kawhi Leonard is really in the discussion mm-hmm. um, right now. That could change over the next 29 games, certainly. But I think if Rudy wants to win it for the third time in a row, he he needs to assert himself a little bit more on the defensive end. Um, but look, if if they finish like I think they will, nineteen and ten, they'll be at fifty five wins. That's a great mark for the Jazz, uh, and I think that's very doable based on what we saw in the off season with the trades, based on our our anticipation with how it might play out. 55 wins is kind of what a lot of us were thinking would be very much achievable. I need Mike Conley to be more consistent to see us get that three or two seed to be competitive at least in these next 20 or final 29 games. Uh, I think Bojan is there. Bojan is about as clutch as a shooter we've we've had in a little bit of time. I need Donovan Mitchell to get back to being the Donovan Mitchell that doesn't need to take every single shot, make every single crazy play. Simple, basic plays. We'll get your offense easy buckets. This team has talent around them. That's what it was built for. Rudy, Mike, Joe, uh, and and, and Bojan, uh, even Jordan Clarkson. It has talent around him. Let the talent help you out, Donovan. You don't need to take it over yourself. It's not going to work. Yeah, I, I think I have two real things I think the Jazz need, really need, for this stretch run to, to work well and to be in their favor. One is, as you've touched on, Donovan Mitchell needs to trust his team and not have you know force just silly turnovers that are some you know, sometimes turnovers are just part of the game and they are unavoidable but there are a lot of turnovers that can be avoided and I think that Donovan has put himself into situations where he's forced it or he just hasn't quite been as focused so I think that's one thing he needs to be a little more dialed in and less turnover prone and I think the other one Tony Bradley has got to be able to play critical minutes in tense situations. I'm not sure that uh, he's there yet. And so I'd like to see Quinn Snyder insert Tony Bradley into more tense situations so that when, during the playoffs, it won't be a, a, just a total shock to his system mm. because he will have gone through some of those before. We got to take a break. Coming back, uh, we'll finish up the uh, first hour in our jazz talk here on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Aldrich Salas in Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Here we wrap. Uh, put a bow on the first hour and get you ready for the second hour. All Aggie Talk, a seriously juicy article coming out, courtesy of the Wall Street Journal and Lane Higgins, who you'll hear from at 5.30 uh, and how the article came about, how she came upon the point of this basketball issue and uh, a couple of people who were not happy with it as a whole. It's juicy. It's going to be good stuff. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, really, really interesting. It's a a little bit deeper dive on, on some data, looking at some of that comparing what happens in one venue compared to others. Um, now, we're pretty far into the season, so teams are getting used to whatever they have now, but uh, 
It's a really interesting article about equipment, about technology, how it affects the game. And a lot of it is specifically about Utah State. So yeah. anytime Utah State's in the Wall Street Journal, usually it's a good thing. Kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal one way or the other, good or bad. Hey, to put the bow in the Jazz conversation, they have 29 games remaining, 17 home, 12 away. 13 of these games are against playoff teams, 10 against the West, 3 against the East. 15 games below versus uh, teams with 500 or worse record. Eight from the West, seven from the East. Five back-to-back games and five games against uh, games against division teams. Uh, five. One versus Denver. One Minnesota. Two Oklahoma City. One versus Portland. Second hour of the full court press with Eric France and Aljay Salves, and that's me coming up in moments. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Even with the recent renaissance, boxing isn't what it once was. But there's still nothing like a good heavyweight title fight. Saturday's Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury bout promises to be a classic. They treated us to a press conference on Wednesday that felt like a Rocky movie. A lot of trash talking, some pushing and shoving. Both fighters have big personalities and the skills to back up their words. Their last fight ended in a controversial split decision. Wilder and Fury both thought they won. You get the feeling they're going to go all out for the knockout on Saturday night. When you look at boxing's history, the heavyweight bouts are often the ones we remember. Frazier Ali, Foreman Ali, Tyson Holyfield. You can go back to Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano. There's always something different about the heavyweights. Seems to be more at stake with all that power in the ring. Hopefully Wilder and Fury will deliver an event boxing fans will remember for a very long time. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.